Nick, how are you doing? Hi, man. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good, good. I've got a, I've got a suggestion for us to kick off. Oh, go on. So uh, the Bootstrap Podcast logo thing yeah. is a, a Union Jack, isn't it? Like swirled round. The Brit straps one, you mean? Yeah. Brit. What did I say? Bootstrap. So bootstrap. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, Brit strapped. <laughs> That's yeah, a yeah. Great start to the podcast, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and so. I think there's an issue with that now because all the conservative people, when they do interviews, have a big Union Jack oh, behind yeah. them, don't they? They do. I don't want people to start thinking we're some conservative uh, true, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it might get some more followers. <laughs> yeah, but they'll be very disappointed when they tune in and listen. <laughs> they will, yes. There's a bit of Boris bashing, bashing that we might do. <laughs> we should change it. I think we should. Back, uh, back, because well, I was looking when we started the podcast, it was back in 2014 and so on. Yeah. And maybe the Union Jack was a bit cooler then, but now it's associated with all kinds of Brexiteers. And... It is, isn't it? That's a real shame thinking about it. But yeah. Also, I noticed that the bio bit, the, the description bit is completely out of date as well. Is it? It talks, it talks about you planning to run the London Marathon and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's, it's quite a way out of date now. <laughs> Spoiler warning, I never did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we should do a refresh. I mean, last time we talked about how um simplecast had moved us over and the site was down and all sorts of stuff but it's resolved now isn't it so that's kind of working yeah i think we should just have like the text brit strapped in black and white yeah that'd be right. safe then you can now have uh, no misalignment with any political parties then or anything like that well one would hope so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should do that i'll leave that to you then all right no, I'm joking. <laughs> no that's all right. I don't mind. okay cool all right cool um my voice, sounds, does my voice sound a bit funny? You sound a bit croaky, but I think you said you had a cold, haven't you? So. I have, yeah. I've not too long rolled out of bed as well, I'll be honest, because Maggie, <laughs> Maggie didn't sleep very well last night. And it's Maggie's fault, actually. So um, <clears throat> she came home from school a couple of weeks ago, and she had a temperature. So we had to do the whole COVID testing, PCR oh, right. test. So they all had, everyone, we had to self-isolate for that day and a bit while we waited for the results. But it only ended up being a cold. But then she's passed it on to me and... I think because everyone's been isolating and so on in lockdown, which is not used to colds and things anymore, are we? So I think yeah. it's hit me a bit harder than uh, than it would do normally. Although yeah, maybe, maybe. I, whenever I get a cold, I always seem to get a sinus infection from it. So right. if anybody has any experiences of always getting sinus infections from colds and how to stop that happening, I would be really interested in speaking <laughs> to you. It's be funny. Even better that's... if you're a doctor and you know what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah, that I'll would take, be more... I'll take any random advice too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know a few people that have got random things that happen when they get colds. Like um, my sister-in-law, whenever she gets a cold, she always gets a chest infection. You know, mm. always, and she's really ill with it. And another friend, same as you, gets sinus infections whenever he gets a cold. It's just uh, must be the way you're wired. No, so it's not just me. It's really it is funny as well because cold season always seems to start when hay fever season starts. Mm. So. When I first start getting runny nose, I'm like, hmm, is it hay fever? Is it a cold? What is it? I reckon it's usually both because I end up getting what we'd class as man flu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, not been the most productive over the past week or two weeks. And to be honest, that's rolled on from April, isn't it? Because we said we weren't working particularly hard, each of us yeah, in April either. Easier, so, took it easier Easter. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, you know, if you're not well, you're not well. You can't do anything about it, can you? You've got to take it easy and try and recover. No, but you know, the annoying thing is, is I did make a start on re-recording those videos for that training oh, course right, that I was okay. doing. So I decided to do it, to literally do every slide as a separate video so that then as the tool changes and as I, perhaps I got feedback from re-recording them anyway, I could then, if I just had to re-record anything, I literally would just re-record that slide. 
That's and great. it was actually going well. I was going to do an hour a day, so make a little bit, make some progress each day. And, and doing an hour a day, I could have actually finished it in a couple of days. So I think Tuesday did an hour, made good progress, did about five or six slides in total, I think. And Wednesday, Maggie's temperature goes up. Mm. Book a COVID test as quickly as you can. The whole family, because we couldn't, in theory, because we were isolating, we couldn't then leave children with uh, with granny next door. So we all jumped in a car, drove off to Launceston to get Maggie a COVID test. Right. And then, yeah, then she passed the cold on to me anyway, so I've not done any more since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids, eh? Yeah, so it's great for them to be back at school, but obviously they're going to pick up all those cold and they are, cough yeah. bugs now. Yeah, Lois had a cold. As soon as she went back to school, she had a cold straight away. Luckily, it didn't. It wasn't too bad. It only lasted a few days. So it was all right. But um, so you've got some of it done then. So you made progress. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So just waiting for my voice to get back to normal, I guess. Uh, yeah. And have a bit more energy. It's like it's so. It's not debilitating. That's a. But when you get sinus infection, it's just like you concentrate for twenty minutes and you're just shattered for the next few hours and so on. Yeah, it's miserable. It's, uh, it is miserable. Yeah, that's a good word yeah. to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get a lot of that when I was younger. I had an operation to, to not get too graphic, to enlarge the whole of the sinus. Um, and that, that solved the problem for me, but I was like, you know, it's only about 15 or something. So I don't suffer with it anymore. Maybe I you need to get that I need done. To have. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, have you had your jab, by the way, your COVID jab? Yeah, yeah. I had it a, two or three weeks ago. Right. I got a text through last week. No, sorry, Monday, I think. And so I looked online and um, the nearest place was like an hour and a half away. So. Really? I haven't booked it yet, hoping that some slots might come a bit closer. But Yeah, well, your GP should get in touch as well, shouldn't they? So you should be able to get it with your GP. But the the main centres that do it, like I had mine at Medeski Stadium, Reading Football Ground. So they, they've obviously got loads of slots and you can just book an appointment and go. So I did that, which was good. I had the Moderna one. Okay. So, yeah. I didn't have, I didn't have any ill effects really either. Stiff shoulder for a while. And I felt a bit sort of... Um, I had it on a Saturday and I felt a bit groggy on the Sunday, but that's probably because I played poker on the Saturday night and had a few beers. <laughs> and then and then on Monday, I also felt a bit um, sort of like, you know, a bit, bit tired and a bit couldn't be bothered with anything. But again, that just could just be Monday. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I don't think I had any side effects, but you know. I've seen more stuff about people being affected by the second jab than the first one. Yeah. So I've my mum was well. affected and then I spoke to another couple of people that, more affected by the second for some reason, but yeah, yeah, I don't so know. I'm just on. glad to I'm glad to have had it done. To be honest, yeah, Sophie's got her second one in a couple of weeks, so we'll see. But uh, you got the advantage of living in a big city, so you've got a place closer that you can go. But uh, from yeah. you, the closest places I got listed were Plymouth and Wadebridge, which were about an hour and a half away. Each, wow, so, mm. yeah, that's a bit of a pain. Well, hopefully your GP surgery won't be too far behind, and you'll be able to get it there. No, and I think they refer people to Holsworthy which is only 10 miles away. So right. that's kind okay, of what I'm better. hoping might come yeah. up. But at the same time, I don't, I'll take a day, day trip to Wade Bridge to get a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's a nice sunny day and then you're all right. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I've had a, I mean, a couple of weeks, I mean, definitely progress. Um, I've been working with lots of demos. So what seems to be happening now is, I mean, I said last time things have uh, made a bit of an uptick, more demos, more trials and stuff. And what I've noticed the past couple of weeks is some of the people that were having demos last year, you know, before the pandemic or at the beginning and trials as well that had started up then that had gone quiet and, you know, follow-ups had just gone dead, no no response. Those people seem to be coming back now. So that's really good. And a couple of them have become customers now, which is fantastic. Great, the past couple yeah. of weeks. So, yeah, so that's really good. I mean, it's busy 
doing demos and then some people like to have a sort of a zoom call to help them set it up as well which is like half an hour to an hour depending on how much they need help with so there's a lot of work involved in that but it's worth it you know because they uh, they become customers and quite often they become customers for a long time so yeah you know, the lifetime value is good it makes it worthwhile it's a bit frustrating having to give somebody a demo a second time when they've already had one and all that but you know i know what it's like it's easy to forget when you're seeing maybe two or three different systems which one's which so true so yeah, so it's been a good couple of weeks in terms of that. Doing those demos obviously slows everything else down because it takes up a certain amount of time. Um, but I have I've just been making progress. A bit like you really, where you've made a bit of progress with videos but not finished it. I think we were talking last time I was going to be working on the channels for marketing and lead magnets and that sort of thing. So I've I've written the content for a lead magnet I want to release and I just now need to kind of get it into the template so that it looks nice and you know, create a PDF out of it. So it's, it just looks a bit more professional. Uh, so hopefully, I mean, not wanting to put deadlines on myself, but should be able to get it done in the next few days, I would have thought. Hmm. So that's you could good. hire someone to do that. Can you offer Fiverr or something like that? I could, yeah. I mean, the Growth Accelerator, there's a template that they've got, um, which is like a, a Google presentation. Yeah. So you basically just whack it all in there and then you can just export it as a PDF. Yeah, okay. So. I might try that first, and if it's not going anywhere, then yeah, get someone on Fiverr to do it because it's really cheap, isn't it? On Fiverr, they did like thirty quid or something, fifty quid. Yes, yeah. I mean, you've got all the bits and pieces. You just need to say, "This is what our website looks like." So these are our color schemes. Yeah. This is all the text or whatever. Just make it look pretty. One of the biggest issues that I have, probably because I'm a bit of a perfectionist, is finding the right stock images or images to use because mm. you want images to make it look a bit nicer and more professional. But it's really hard to find images that are both related to your industry and the subject that you're talking about on that page you know that's the thing i struggle with the most so maybe it's worth going to fiverr and letting someone else make those choices so you had uh, this goes back to a conversation i had yesterday with someone you had those uh, kind of graphics made up didn't you with people doing things yeah. and so on yeah can't you use those i could use those yeah actually that's not a bad idea because um because i've had someone who's done a new design for the seo testing website and it's got some of those similar type images on and he was saying that those images should really help explain the copy so that you yeah. don't, almost don't have to put so much effort, not effort into the copy, but you know, they work side by side rather than just being a random yeah. picture of someone sat at a desk using an iPad, use a, use a properly designed graphic yeah. that will help. That's a good point, actually. That. Because, and so if you've um, already got those made up, then yeah, they will I mean, sit nicely I, alongside that text in theory. I've got a few of them made up. Um, they're kind of more related to the uh, different types of club that we support sort of thing you know but i could probably go back to the same person and get them to make some for you know specific topics mm. in the same style that's not a bad idea i think i'll give that a go actually yeah and you can use them on the website as well or wherever yeah yeah that's great yeah oh thanks for that no worries um yeah what else you say then you just, is that it you just did a couple of videos in the cold for the past two weeks pretty much it just answer emails every day yeah yeah are you getting a lot more support then um it feels like a bit more yeah yeah, but I wouldn't say it's dramatically more. Like I could spend just an hour a day doing it, and it would it would be done. Not even that, probably. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know why it feels like more. I, yeah, I, I just been... need to just need to knuckle down. It's kind of funny. I um I wasn't going to bring this up, but as I've got nothing else to talk about, I might as well. I was listening to uh, a podcast yesterday and today. Uh, Doctor Chatterjee. I think I was talking oh, about yeah. podcast every now and again. Let me find out the bloke he was talking to. It was about in a it... chat. His name's Rongan, isn't it? Rongan Chatterjee. Rongan Chatterjee, that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, he was talking to this guy who's written a book about inner chat and his name, the bloke he was talking to, is called... Um, um, not him. 
uh, Ethan Cross, Dr. Ethan Cross. I'm going to buy his book actually because it's really interesting. And he was said, obviously, we have inner chat, don't we? Like <clears throat> when we're not very motivated, I kind of say, oh, you know, I can't be bothered. I don't yeah. have any motivation. I'm procrastinating so much. I might just not bother doing anything. Yeah. Um, and his viewpoint is, I haven't read the book, just listened to an hour of him on a podcast. He's saying, he's claiming that all this stuff is backed up by scientific tests and all this kind of jazz. Yeah. He's saying, you shouldn't quieten that inner voice, but you should use it to your advantage. And so I, I'm sure you've done the same thing. When you're doing your half marathon and you've perhaps got a mile or two to go, you switch to talking to yourself in the third person. Yeah, you go, yeah. Come on, Martin, you can do this. You've done all Definitely, the training. Yeah. You've got two miles Definitely. to go. Have a jelly bean or two and you can kick your ass <laughs> and get into it. And yeah. so he says you should do this more yourself, more to yourself. So it says as well, there's something called this. Uh, anyway, there's some principle where you're better off giving advice to other people than you are at taking your own advice. That's very true. And this is similar to me and you, right? Like I can give you great advice. Uh, yeah. But I won't. I'm not very good at acting on it myself, and perhaps you're the same as well. You can give me great advice, but you're yep. not very good at acting about on it I yourself. Think that's probably true. And so the theory of I can't again. I've got some notes on my phone, but I've left my phone in the other room. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll, you'll understand it. Um, he says that you can kind of get by this by talking to yourself in the third person, right? When you don't have anyone to give you advice, or you're just there. So I just go, Nick, come on. I know you're not feeling very motivated, but just choose one little task. Get this done, Nick, and then you'll feel so much better about yourself. And then you'll probably yeah. you can either then decide whether to call it a quit for the day, or you know you'll you'll get a boost of motivation from getting that one little thing done, and yeah. then you can get something else done, and so on. And so yeah, apparently talking to yourself in the third person really does uh, is quite good. And I've done it myself with a cycling, so trying yeah. to get up a big hill, and so I'm like, come on, Nick, can see the top. You just got to do twenty more pedal strokes, and you'll get there. You can do it. And apparently, it's always at this this uh, at the time of peak stress. That people switch to talking to themselves in the third, right. third person. I think it's third person, isn't it? When you talk like that, yeah, so, yeah. Anyway. Um, so he's saying that rather than try and quieten that inner voice, is just switch it around and use it to your advantage. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I might give that a go. I'm sure Friday afternoon I'll need a bit of that. <laughs> it's usually the case. <laughs> it depends how you use it, though, because you, you could say, "Ah, oh, well done, Martin. You've had a hard week." Yeah, you yeah. Turn the computer off now. Yeah. <laughs> Go and have a beer. That's enough. Yeah, beer's in the fridge, nice and cold. <laughs> but it's yeah. funny that bit you're talking about when you're getting to the end of a race or whatever, and you're you're trying to just spur yourself on. I I do do that sort of like, come on, come on, you can do it, and all that sort of thing. But I I also sort of look at the people around me that are kind of flaking out, and I say, come on, just get past them. Look at them, they're flaking out. You can overtake them. That's another place space you get in ahead, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, that's funny. I'll, I'll give that a go. Actually, I guess it's a, like perhaps an issue of. Um past year and so on of the pandemic and we've worked so so much from home and not had interaction with others you know you generally would talk to others and they give you a bit of a boost when they say you know you've yeah. done so well you've worked you've worked you're working really hard you've made progress with your sales and so on but because we were perhaps a bit more isolated than usual you don't kind of get that definitely that talk from I mean, other that, people that's definitely true and i used to go into the, the co-working space like one or two days a week and just being there i mean i think we've said this before but just being there in that atmosphere of other people around you working and that it just spurs you on and makes you for me anyway, it just, just encourages me to work and be more productive, definitely. Mm. And that kind of stays with me throughout the week, you know, just by doing it one or once or twice a week. Whereas when you're just on your own at home the whole, whole time, it's uh, it's tricky to keep that going, yeah. But yeah, that's no, good. The good problem stuff. with um, listening to that that podcast, Feel Better, Live More by Dr. Chatterjee, is probably most people on there are on there because they've got a book to promote. Yeah. And so I end up buying loads of books, like literally every <laughs> podcast I listen to, I'll buy a new book. 
so I've got a stack of books from yeah. on various different medical and psychological and mental yeah. ideas and issues and things like that to try and try and read through. But yeah, how many of them stick with you? Do you think? Um, so you read something like that. I mean, you, it's rare that you do everything they suggest, isn't it? But generally, you'll pick up one or two things and just stick with those. Yeah, and it's interesting about interesting how much of the stuff stays in your subconscious, isn't it? Yeah, and you act on and do, even though you don't realize, like necessarily realize it and align it to that. That thing that you read perhaps five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, every book does have, a, it seems like every book has the right time to read it or there is a right time to read a book. Definitely. Yeah. And so there's sometimes where I've read a book and I'm just, it's just not, I've not enjoyed it or it's not, I think it's a terrible book, but then something will happen and five years later, I'll just pick it up again. And I think it's a brilliant book because it's the right time to read it. And it's speaking yeah. to me in the situation I'm in at that particular time. Yeah. This is obviously true. like nonfiction books. Yeah. Rather yeah. than uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings or something like that. I've got a long list of books. As we talked about last time, my reading habit is uh, not quite as prolific as yours. And so I've got a long list of books to read. But again, I've tried to do this this situation that you're just talking about where I've tried to say, well, I'm not going to read that now because it doesn't really relate to me now. It's something that I might need in six months time or something. But um, it's it's you know a, a book that's well recommended. And so I'd like to read it, but there's no point doing it now sort of thing. So Mm. Um, I've started to try and do that now. It just means I've got a backlog of books that I've bought that I haven't read. <laughs> i tell you what I have done since the last podcast, actually, I think. Uh, I've set up a Slack workspace. Yes, I joined it. it. Yeah, so yeah, I hadn't done, done that, I don't think, it. on the last podcast. So you were talking, yeah, I mean, that was that came out of the blue, but you were also talking last time about um, office hours, so an open Zoom session or something. Did you, yeah. I guess with a cold, you haven't done that, but... No, I did do it, yeah. So that was oh, you did, um, yeah. Well, I talk about Slack first. So I, I don't particularly like Slack because yeah. it's one of those things that, like, if you've got it running and a message pops up, or whatever, it disturbs your your flow and your work. But I, I tried to set up a customer community forum on Circle.so, um, and people would join it, but then there wouldn't be much interaction um, with it. And I looked, uh, I exported a, a quick report, and it shows you when the last when people last logged in. Yeah, and I think out of about 150 people who joined the forum, I think over the last 30 days only four had logged in. One of right. them was me, <laughs> so I was yeah. like, "It's unlikely this is ever going to take off much more than what it has done already." And it was it was pretty quiet. And so I think it was uh, listening to Powdy again. It was the same podcast that I mentioned last time when we were yeah. talking about Google Analytics and so on. He kind of said that you should just go wherever your customers are. So yeah. if they're on Facebook, be on there. If they're on Twitter, be on there, and so on. And I thought. I know because I'm in a number of SEO communities and they all run on Slack. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I might as well just create a Slack workspace for SEO testing. People already have Slack up and running already. And if people don't join, that's great. If they do, then we'll use Slack. And so I set it up, invite people. And yeah, most people accepted the invite because they're already using Slack. They already have it up and running. And uh, yeah, it seems to have been doing a lot better in terms of getting some engagement and people talking about not just SEO testing, but SEO in general. So yeah. that's been that good so far. That makes perfect sense because like you say, these people are going to be in there already. And so they don't have to switch context to go and log into a different site to yeah. then make a comment exactly. or whatever. Yeah. It's there already. Uh, and so from the back of, uh, of having people together in an easy way to, to reach them, I just said, oh, I'm going to do some do an office hours on whatever day it was. You know, said it's just, I'll be on Zoom for an hour. You're more than welcome to come along. Uh, so three people came in. We had a chat about some SEO testing stuff. They had some questions about the product, which I answered then and there. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Um, that's great, yeah. I did it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so I had a bit of feedback going, oh, that's not a great time zone for me. And so I think I, I'll do it again and just switch around the time zone. 
Yeah. So it's more um, friendly for people on like that's great. the west coast of the States and so on. So Yeah, that's really good. And um, how do you find the interruptions during the day of having Slack with people in there? To be honest, it's not, it's not that, there's not that much going on in there. Right. That is, it's interrupting. So I'll probably, I'll check it in the morning and reply to anybody that's posted during the night and then check it last thing during the day and again yeah. reply to anybody there. So it's not, a mass, people... it's not a massive community of thousands of people that are no. posting tens of messages every day or anything. Do you get people sort of requesting support through it and that sort of thing or do they? Well, I have done actually. Yeah. What was interesting and kind of um, made it a good decision already. So having invited everyone through, I had three people message me to, uh, straight away from accepting the invite, wanting to upgrade their subscription. <laughs> wow, that's good. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I've had the get the occasional support question through there, which is fine. But again, it's made me realise as well, or not made this as well as something else. So, I haven't been using the live chat on the website quite so often. So, it would just show as like a, a message thing where you could t- type in a message. But the last three days, I've been making more of an effort to log into live chat and just straight away people start messaging through it. Wow, which again is good. good. And so you must get a fair bit of traffic then on the on the website to be for that to work so quickly. Either that or people just have questions because the, yeah. the site's either confusing or the product's confusing. One of the two, I don't know. So um, when you say on the site, do you mean in the app or do you mean on the actual sales website? It's both, right? Yeah, so have it on in the app and um, on the site itself. Yeah. So I love, I love this idea of having this sort of community like you've got on the Slack now. Um, but my big concern, as you may have told from the question asked, is that support starts to creep into it, you know, because we've got a support system where people raise tickets and everything's managed through that. And so it's easy to keep track of it. With Slack, I'd be terrified. Well, not terrified, but I'd be worried about somebody raising a support ticket, which I don't see maybe for a couple of hours. Maybe other customers see it and then jump on and sort of say, oh, right, I've never seen that. What's the, you know, and if it's something that's quite important, you know, then it could look bad and that sort of stuff. Those, those are my kind of worries about it. I mean, yeah, but with maybe um, overthinking it. But The idea of doing it is that uh, with the community is that other people will help as well. So yeah. even if you don't see it and someone will explain and say, well, this is how yeah. I've done it. So you might I guess actually you could get look support, at it as it would, support cut down. Yeah, I guess you could look at it as that would drive quality as well because if people are reporting issues that are bugs or whatever, then it encourages you to get prioritized uh, bugs so that yeah. you don't end up with that problem. But yeah, I think most of the support stuff has kind of been a direct message in Slack and it's not been many. It's like two or three right. maybe. So they haven't put it in like a general chat forum or the SEO testing one. But from a real positive, like I had some really good feedback on one of the, just a simple screen that I was going to put together where I put together just like a, a quick implementation of it and it was like does this make sense and someone came back with some really good feedback about how to make yeah. it more understandable and uh, I saw that yeah, it's made that it look really a lot better actually so that's worked worked in yeah, my favor that was great yeah i did see that one yeah yeah cool that's good and the um and the so the office hours was okay as well yeah you had three people on and that, mm. that was a uh, good chat yeah i guess for you you need to find out whether your customers are using slack don't you or what uh, what platform they would use it wouldn't be slack maybe it, it would be some... maybe email is their platform of choice no, I think it would be Facebook, to be honest. Right. Um, I know a lot of people come through Facebook, and there's a there's a group, a couple of groups on Facebook that people people are on there. Um, I don't necessarily want to be on Facebook all day. That would be my last <laughs> choice of place to exactly. run. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I really don't want to be in there all day, so I'd have to find something that works. Um, I don't know if it would work. It's it's on my list of things to think about, you know, but I. I've just got too many worries about it at the moment, how it could descend into chaos. Yeah, you're worrying about things that won't and have, haven't happened and probably won't happen. 
but if but once you start down that route to start it up and then to turn it off because something's gone wrong like that is it's going to be tough i think yeah but if if you start it off and something it takes off as a community in theory it's going to be a net positive thing for your community and will help the product and company grow and then you can yeah. hire someone to to, to look after it. that facebook group yeah. like you, yeah. the the facebook group for growth accelerator for example it's always dan Colin or whatever his name is that's always replying to people in there dan martel's not in there that often is he no he's not in there often, no. answering yeah. people's questions and so on yeah so your support person you have working for you now could would be you know you could tell her that's one of the it's things true. to yeah, check it every day do. it could work could work but again yeah too many ne- there are a lot of negatives about it at the moment like you say the first one is not being in facebook all day long because that'd be a I'd, I'd have to dip in and out similar to where you do it, i suppose just do an hour a day or something of diving in and having a look yeah yeah well we'll see I have got some other news. Where your customers are. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. I know, definitely. But I had some other news this week. So last time I was talking about the new developer I'd got. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, I've had to let him go. Oh no. (laughs) So I'm getting through developers this year, but uh, it it was quite frustrating because you know all of the previous reviews of him and the interview I did with him were all very positive. And even when he started out working on it, it seemed to be going okay. I think I mentioned last time it was going slowly, which was a bit of a concern then. But I kind of thought, well, he's, there's a lot of stuff to get up to speed on, so maybe that's that's not the uh, a big issue. But basically, he did two small tasks, which took, I thought, longer than they should have done. But I, again, I sort of allowed for the fact that there was a bit of a learning curve and so on for those. But I thought the best thing to do was to define a really well-defined task that he should be able to do based on the knowledge he's supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that, really spec'd it out well, did some wireframes, spent a lot of time on it gave him the task and said, look, if you do have any problems or any questions, don't spend any time investigating it. Just come straight back to me and we'll talk it through together and then you can get on. So I tried to take away any sort of trying to get up to speed on something issues. And he took twice the amount of time, at least that I would have expected somebody of his sort of supposed skill level to do. So I can't afford to pay somebody, you know, who's supposed to be a certain skill level to, to do that. So mm. we uh, parted ways, unfortunately. So yeah, so that's... Um, not great, but I've one of the people I was speaking to before I hired him. It was an agency, um, and they were really good. I really, really impressed with them. But they didn't have any availability of any staff, basically. Yeah. Whereas now it's kind of a month later, um, I'm back in touch with them, and it looks like they might have somebody. So I'm taking it slowly with these guys and talking it through, and hopefully I'll have somebody soon. But I'm not going to put any pressure on it. Just try and make sure it's right this time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's annoying, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's it, really. I mean, I've, these Facebook ads that I've been running, I've, I've um, weeded out the sort of lower performing ads and kept the good ones. That seems to be working pretty well still. Um, there's a thing, iOS 14 advertising changes. Have you seen that? Mm. So that's where the, I don't know too much about it in detail, but iOS 14 has introduced uh, warnings for people using apps that they're going to be doing advertising from those apps. Um, and so they can turn that off which means that a lot of the tracking that people like Facebook do is, is going to be reduced. So I need that's you know just popped up on my list now of things I need to sort out to make sure that that's going to be okay with the ads. Um, but I think it looks like Facebook have done something, which I just need to validate and make sure they've done it right for, yeah. for my sort of setup. So hopefully that'll be okay. Yeah, that's it really. Ticking along. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wrap it up then. Yeah, that sounds good. Hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Yeah, speak to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Cheers, right. Nick. Cheers, bye. See you, bye.